We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Beers on Us with Patrick Harris, a podcast that dives deep into the craft beer scene here in the greater metropolitan Portland area. A podcast that is meant to inform, educate, and have friendly discussion about the thing we love most. Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, and all that fun stuff as it helps continue this podcast's success. Thank you for listening. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Patrick Harris. Thank you so much for joining me in our inaugural season two episode, I guess, as we're calling it. I am joined today uh, by Brian Cook. Founder, owner, operator of Lombard House, uh, friend of the pod, been on multiple times. Brian, thank you, as always, for being here with me. Thank you for having me. Um, well, I'm, go- I'm not going to lie to you. I have no idea what the hell's going on right now. Um, kind of most, I don't know how this works. Like that, so. <laughs> um, I don't know how this works. I don't really know what I'm doing here or what we are doing here, but I figured at the very least uh, we can drink some beer and talk about beer. Sounds perfect. Um, well, I guess, um, yeah, I don't really know how this works. Mike does all the heavy lifting. All right, well. And so I now mean, it's all me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't substitute fully for Mike, but you know, <clears throat> we are both East Coast kids, so I'll, I'll try. You try, try, it's yeah. Beautiful Garden State. Please do. Uh, thank you for downloading this. Please rate, review, subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at Beers on Us. Uh, everything else I've almost completely taken down. Facebook is still around for the time being. We'll see if that stays around. But please rate, review, subscribe, and all that fun stuff and keeps the pod rolling along. Brian, um, first off, I want to say congratulations. Happy anniversary. Well, six years. Much. Does yeah. it really feel like six years? Um, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it feels like two years. Sometimes it feels like ten. But, so, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's uh, it was a little... Yeah, this year was, it was a trip that it was already six years, kind of. Yeah, it's like one of those things, I, and and I I keep, I try to put this into context for for everything else that I do as well. But the COVID years, I mean, years do we call it two years of like 2020, I think, 2021? I I feel like I have a little like, I remember, kind of in chronological order everything that happened until I turned forty five. <laughs> and then COVID hit, and I'm about to turn 48, and I can't tell if that was two weeks ago or two years ago or three years. You know, a lot of that did blend together. So yeah. I think, yeah, there's like a, I don't know what term will come up with eventually to describe how we tell time during that time, but 
it definitely it was, cha- it changed everything for me. I mean, like, what what is it? Somebody said the other day that we're closer to twenty fifty than we were to nineteen ninety. Yeah, we are. That's terrifying. Yep. Because remember, like, maybe it's probably a factor of our age and like just where our generation and stuff. I know you're a little older than I am, but we're about the same same era. Nineteen ninety feels like yesterday. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, Pearl Jam. I yeah. I got that first album. What? It's like what? Ten years old? It's like no, that album's thirty years old. It is. You're like, yeah, that came out in like '92, I think. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting. '90 was like MC Hammer pants, I think. Yeah, because you know, I I remember when you started when you were opening Lombard House, and to me it was kind of like, oh sweet, I'm so jazzed. This is gonna be awesome. I'm really into this. Brian's gonna kill it. I can't wait. And that feels like, yeah, like two three years ago. But there's that gap right there from 2020, 2021 that is just like nobody knows. It's just gone. And it was I was there every day, but it was weird. Like it was like a ghost, you know, just filling mason jars and shit. And um, so I was there a lot. So I feel like I've been there a lot, but there was like a time warp where the bar like became something else. And now I mean it's back again, but like mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's not just like a like the, telling the calendar time. It's like the pulse of the bar. Like it was this living, breathing thing, and then it kind of like hibernated. Now it's kind of back again. And I, I imagine a lot of business owners feel that way. Or even, like, in some ways, like, breweries probably had it worse because they had to just, like, keep charging and dropping money on bottling lines, yeah. canning lines, and, like... Yeah, I remember <clears throat> what's funny is the world shuts down in the March of 2020, and I'm working at Breakside at Slabtown. And what's funny is... I left in October of 2020. So March, April, May, June, July, August, September, gone in less than seven months. And those seven months that I worked there, <clears throat> nothing against breaks. I like, you know, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know, I cherish my time there. But in the COVID sense, those seven months felt like forever. Like I look back at it and it's like, oh yeah, I did that for like a year and a half. It was wild. It's like, no, dude, you did it for like six months. But that's how transformative everything was in that mode. You were just like, every day was a grind. Yeah, and it's a different kind of grind because we're front of the house people, especially it's like part of your grind as much as you love everyone is like the social aspect of Mm -hmm. like grinding through sometimes the emotional space you need or it takes out of you to like just get through making everyone happy and leaving happy and, and then having to fill that void with just like my own thoughts, which is like <laughs> never, the scariest never place. a good idea. Yeah, all of us know yeah. the scariest place we could yeah. be is in our own head. Yeah, that was that was an interesting time for me. Well, but, and well, things now now that things seem quote unquote back to normal. How are things? I'd say pretty. I mean, they're good. We just again, we're really lucky. Like the neighborhood we have is just full of amazing people. So our regulars are are just really. It's nice to have a bar where, like, you're happy to see everyone walking in the door. Because I've worked at bars where, you know, every once in a while, like, a Punisher just comes in. He's going to, like, <laughs> scare everyone out and then talk at you for five hours. <laughs> we don't we don't have that, you know? And um, I feel like people are, like, people are definitely back to, like, feeling very comfortable sitting with other people and chatting with other people mm-hmm. and shaking people's hands. And, um, and it... And I kind of realized, like, you know, lemons into lemonade, like, I can't be there all the time. 
you know, it was nice to be home with my family. So I feel like I'm slowly working my way into uh, bringing a few people on. So I'm not going to be there. I'll be there, but I'm not going to be grinding out like 10 and 12 hour bar shifts anymore. Talking about work-life balance. A little bit. Yeah. 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 I mean, hopefully a lot bit, but we did a good job of it this summer. We took a lot of time off together as a family. But just, um. It is yeah. one of the coolest things I love about your place is, like, uh, sometimes you got to check Instagram on the daily. Because it's like, <laughs> it's is, 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 is Brian going to work today? <laughs> I, I mean, to that's something house, I really I need check. to work. I'm not going to lie to you. That was, like, probably a side, you know, a little side, like, not benefit <laughs> excuse from the pandemic where I'd be like, you know what? Like, and there's there's a few times where, honestly, uh, like, I'm on a hike with my daughter and I'm not, mm-hmm. I can cut it in half or I can open an hour late. And yeah. It's a Wednesday, and it's a small neighborhood bar. I'm going to do that. But that's certainly something I've had to talk with myself about because it, it's also a little disrespectful of your regulars who have their date planned, and they're like, all right, I'm going to hit that at 2. Yep. And I'm like, well, I was hiking. You know, it's not, <laughs> definitely you know, myself. I kind of, but I, I, when I was like a straight out of college and like ski bumming, like there were a lot of businesses that closed if there was more than six inches of snow. Like they would just yeah. have like, we'll open at noon, but. We're not fucking opening right now. <laughs> you know? So I don't know. But I'm just, yeah. I'd like to work on that a little bit. But I do like, I think my regulars expect it. Well, that, that's the maybe good or bad. I'm not quite sure. Well, that's the benefit of you owning the joint. You yeah, get, but you that, I don't know if rules. that is really. I you get to make the rules. That's always the worst kind of a rule breaker. All right. Well, let's talk about this beer we're drinking in front of us. You, for your anniversary beer, you had Kings and Daughters. Uh, make this contemporary pilsner for you, correct? Well, I would say, I guess I'd word it. Like, they reached, Kyle was like, I had asked him about doing an anniversary beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've been big supporters of Kings and Daughters since they first opened, haven't you? I mean, I've enjoyed, yeah, I've really enjoyed their beers. And I, you know, he's close buddies with my buddy Charlie Devereaux. And they kind of both work out of the same space. Mm-hmm. And I like the whole story. And I've also really enjoyed the, their concept. I think they do really great, clean, like spot-on beers, and I like the idea of like the English pub style, where you're not, you know, you're not getting absolutely crunked on two on two IPAs. <laughs> um, and so I I'd, I'd kind of floated the idea, but kind of like probably wasn't good about following up on it. Yeah. And so Kyle reached out to me, and then it was sort of embarrassing because I was flattered and kind of like taken aback that he followed through on it for me <laughs> and then i was sitting on the beach in new jersey the day they brewed it so little little tribute to mike lynch there uh yeah i was in ocean city new jersey the day they they brewed it but uh you know i i'd said let's do like a lager or a pilsner and um it's it's just a really i don't i really enjoyed it and you know you kind of sometimes where you like it because it's you know not really my baby i'm like a michael scott dad to this beer <laughs> it's not really my baby but uh yeah but well, like, uh like, I, it's like, just flattering and like the uh what what was it uh that we had i think one of those times you've sat in with me uh the ex novo beer the uh, the uh kyle long beer oh yeah yeah um, or chris long chris long excuse yeah, me yeah we did the gang makes a lager yeah uh it's Shout one of the, the green light podcast yeah it's one of those things where you're like is this beer any good I don't know. It's got my name on it, so I love it. I mean, yeah, and also, like, you, I've worked in a lot of breweries, and everyone who worked with me at those breweries, and I couldn't 
fire up a system and brew a beer. <laughs> I've always been like the guy doing the other stuff. Oh, I know. So, yeah, any beer, I mean, but again, they make great beers and you know, Kyle's wife is this amazingly talented artist and did this fantastic rendition of the bar on the cans and you know, and then a, a big thing that it's called royalties and the reason that it is is cuz uh a percentage of the sales is going to the Jeremy Wilson Foundation, which is, uh, it's a local foundation, and they support musicians and industry workers in Oregon, Clark County, Washington, and they help them with medical and health-related issues. If they're having a medical crisis, they help them get in touch uh, with medical services, um, and it's a way to provide, like, financial aid and grants to musicians. Um, so, yeah, so that's, again, like, they're just amazingly kind people because they gave a big chunk to the foundation, and then uh, we were donating a, a portion from each pint. Awesome. So, awesome. How many kegs have you been through already? This is our third one coming up. Third keg. All right. Yeah, third and last, sadly. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I, I've never personally met Kyle, but his reputation is outstanding. His wife's artwork is absolutely stunning. It got um, me a little bit, dude. It, I got a little verklempt to see I, it. Like, I, it's pretty cool. I kind of did for you a little bit. I, I had heard that you were making that they were making this beer for you, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to try it and all this stuff. And then I think I was I think I was chatting with Sean at Beer Mongers, and I was like, oh, yeah, I got to get up to Lombard House. I want to try that new beer, but I haven't I haven't seen it yet. And he goes, oh, I got some right over I there. Know. Yeah, he sent me a picture of it, at, you know, Again, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, I got some right over there. And I was like, oh, sweet, let me look at it. And I looked at it and was like, oh, my God, I'm about to cry. The pirate flag, the details. No, it's pretty, yeah, and it, I'm not, I don't know how to say it. Like, I don't know, I mean, I think, you know, I look up, he's my good friend, but I look up to him a lot as well as a business owner. And I spent a lot of time there, especially when, like, I didn't work in the beer industry, you know, like when I was mm-hmm. just some dummy. Not, <laughs> you know, like, I, I was like, Living in a shitty apartment with my dog, <laughs> <laughs> nothing going on. Showing up hungover to my shifts at Roots, probably not being a good employee. So, yeah. like, it means a lot to see that beer, like, in that place. And then, like, I went, it was in Cerevesa, and, like, I spent a lot of time stocking those shelves and, like, mopping where those I'm floors. At, and, like, it, again, it meant a lot to see it there. Like, I don't know, I mean, it, like, I don't know how to describe it. It was just kind of, it was it was hysterical. Like, like yeah. I would have never thought this would happen. Yeah, I mean, we when when the the great crew over there, Berlick, decided to make a beer for us too, for our like second anniversary, we were like, "Are you kidding me?" It feels this, weird. This beer has my name on it. A bunch of talented people are like, yeah. "Hey, <laughs> how about we make something for you?" Yeah, we'll like kind of make it seem like you had anything to actually do with making it. But and we're, then we're gonna write all. All your stuff on there. We're going to front all the costs of raw materials. It's so nice. We're going to package it for you. We're going to put your name on it. And you know what you have to do? Nothing. You come and get drunk with them while they (laughs) drink it. Do some hot scotchies and stuff. It's really like, for me, that is really a... I still haven't gotten used to that part about it. Yeah. You know, we have the Steeplejack Kinder Chuck Lager on right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. The the, uh, uh, Yingling clone. Yeah, and it's the Yingling clone that we did with Annie before she left. Yeah. And again, it's like... It's named after my friend Jake's father, Oris Kinderchuk, who's the two-time Stanley Cup champion who hangs out at our bar when he's in town. You know, like, again, we haven't seen him since before COVID. Sure. So can't tell but I've seen the pictures. Two pic- weeks or but two I- years ago. But, like, <laughs> but I've seen the pictures was, of him, yeah, so I know he like, exists. That's I mean. The bar's been, like, a genesis of a lot of, like, luck. 
like just yeah. a bunch of like funny stuff you know like it was cool to like try to get permission from an old broad street bully to name like a yingling after him and of course i was like of course he's probably gonna say yes but like still gotta ask yeah so again a lot of we just been it's been kind of a nice soft landing coming back from all the COVID shit because it's yeah. i don't know it's been, it's it's getting fun again well good yeah. and that's that's kind of where i want to where i kind of want to go next with you i mean it's 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 hard to really like predict this stuff or even really sometimes comment on it as two people that love beer and and work in beer but don't make beer what in your opinion where is beer right now are we in a good spot are we in a transition spot are we in a bad spot i, I know it's a loaded question but i mean honestly, thoughts on I the community like, overall i think that's something that <clears throat> dudes like you and i are fortunate <clears throat> to have like time to i think beer's always been in a good spot right because it's just a universal equalizer mm-hmm I think if anything, it might be in like a weird spot right now because like everyone's just like. I I almost wonder sometimes if it was cooler when like you just walked in like had a beer and like like I'll have whatever those two or three beers are. Yeah, I think it's in a great spot because I mean, historically people drink beer in good times and bad times. And, um, there's I mean obviously just like if you look at like. You know. Kings and Daughters, if you look at Via, there's all these, mm-hmm. like, there's constantly new brands coming up, and they're not, like, these fly-by-night things. These are, like, world-class breweries that are just, like, oh, like, this n- another, like, amazing flower on this vine that is, like, Portland beer scene, like. Right, I mean, things, I mean, I, I, I keep thinking about <clears throat> uh, Whitney and Doug's project at Grand Fur. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. And it's, like, that might be maybe the most hyped brewery I've thought about in a long time. Yeah, right. Like you know, no pressure, like, guys. <laughs> like, like you've got a world class chef and a world class brewer. That. I was like, yeah. God. <clears throat> but uh no, that's I'm I'm really excited for them. And uh I again I think it'll it seems maybe counterintuitive, but I think if you're looking at work life balance, I think I, I would guess that like instead of like holding down two giant behemoths in separate spots while also being parents and like mm-hmm. partners, it's makes a lot of sense for them to combine all their 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 talents and like you know I, I doubt they'll be like suffering for people to want to come work and learn <laughs> from them you know so no it's um yeah I, I i'm happy for them and i was also was able to keep an actual secret so, oh you knew about this for a for while not huh? like a long time but like enough time that i was like i felt like Kevin from the office. I've been binging the office. That's okay. That's like, okay. The wife and I, we were all about I don't know if it. I can hold this secret, but uh, <laughs> I did. And it was cool because I, I sat there listening to like, some well-intended kid just pontificate about like like how some tech people are going to come in and buy it. And I was like, what? I, and again, like he was justified to be worried, I guess. But I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. I Beer, beer is this ever-evolving thing. I do miss the days. Um, I, yesterday, I bought a fresh hop beer, which I do want to talk some fresh hop with you. I bought a fresh hop beer, and <clears throat> for the sake of, you know, professionalism, I'm not going to say who I bought, who who made the beer, but I got it, and I was, I was excited, and I was like, ooh, I, I can't wait to try this. And I opened it up, and it had a lot of flaws in it, like brewing flaws. There was a lot of diacetyl and just weird hop combination things that just weren't really working 
And I tasted it, and I was like, ah, oh, no, I, I really don't care for this. But I sat there, and I was like, I'm going to drink this beer because I would like a beer right now, and I'm just going to enjoy it. And I couldn't. Yeah. And I missed that. I well, missed yeah, being able, like, if you think about, I like, miss being able to just sit there and be like, this beer tastes like beer. There's I no like way, beer. like, that's my thing when, like, and again, we don't really, like, if a beer, say it does have diacetyl, there's definitely, like, there's no way that brewer, like, meant intentionally that right. And, yeah. like, I'm sure they'd, like, give anything to have another couple of days, you mm-hmm. know, for it just, just let their sugars get eaten. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get it. Like, no one's, like, and that's, I would say maybe that's, again, one of my concerns when you say the state of beer, because I think, especially a lot of the most, like, harsh critics, and I'm sure I don't want to hear the things I said when I was 25. Sure. Thank God. Like, I don't have to where these kids do, but, like, some pretty harsh critics that I think, like, again, they might be, like, the best dude in their homebrew club, but yeah. it still doesn't mean they're not, like, serving some <laughs> diacetyl bullshit, too, right? But they're, like, the first ones to be, like, oh, my God, you know? And I just think, um, not to take anything away from the people who do it right and do it consistently, mm-hmm. but I just have a lot of empathy for, like, I mean, think of it. So that fresh out beer that you didn't like, and maybe it did have diacetyl, it sucks because, like, think of all the work that went into that. Right. Right. The packaging, the, the driving the brewing, down, the celery. The people who bust their ass, by the way. Like, I went the to raw the materials. Crosby and watching all those people yeah. just, like, some of the hardest workers you're ever going to see. The distribution, harvesting. the it's truck crazy. driver that, yeah, that like, walks that case into yeah, that bar. Yeah, that's when you're kind of like, I, yeah. I know what you mean, where you're like, I missed, just shut the fuck up and drink your yeah. beer, dude. <laughs> Oh, I didn't like my French hot beer. Like, right, it is kind of right. like, yeah. And I think that's kind of incumbent on us as, like, even as, like, a bartender sometime. Like, I always liked, uh, when I was working at Upright, they had a little thing on the, when there was a cash register downstairs, and it said, it's not a mortgage, it's a beer. You know, because they had, like, <laughs> yeah, people yeah. just study that thing. Like, it was, like, you know, I don't know, like, <laughs> you're going to be okay if you don't like it. It's four bucks. Yeah, right. You know, you'll get those, through it. Those old commons days. Beer was pretty cheap in, in, at commons, too, for a pint. I mean, it still is. I, th- I mean, if you look around, like, still pretty damn cheap there. Quietly, like, one of the best breweries in the country. And, like, I don't know. It's it's. But I do remember, like, sometimes people would just be, like, so in. And you're like, just... And beer. What what are they, what are they worried about? Are they worried about they ordering something they don't understand? I think they want to really enjoy it, and they don't want to see. It. It, it, the other thing is like I, I forget, like since I know about it, that like they're panicking because they're like, oh shit, <laughs> like what is what's yuzu and like what's you know, and they're reading all this shit, and they're like, ah, a football, like I want a foot, you know, like, and I think again that's missing sometimes with like we just innately like we innately think everyone knows this because we didn't, but now we kind of do. Yeah. Right. But it'd be terrifying. When I was twenty one there was like Sierra Nevada. Whoa. Like like Pete's wicked summer <laughs> ale. Like some weird you know, like you only had a few options. Bridgeport I IPA. I can't imagine going in trying to just figure it all out and Oh yeah. And then also and and maybe not in the beer industry, but in general this town's not known for like the most like well let me teach you something yeah right Servers. it's like oh you don't know, you don't know? idiot. i'm gonna go be mean to you now <laughs> yeah. you know and then I'm always going seems to, so stupid i'm going to talk trash to yeah. you or about you to my co-workers yeah. within earshot of you i've had yeah <laughs> i remember getting my first paycheck in like the industry here and being like wait we get actual money like because in most states you just make your tips yeah 
I was like, oh, those pretty people are just jackasses. They could make like way more money if they were like half as nice. They wouldn't have to still like me, but they like, I wouldn't have to leave being like, I'm going to come back and make that person. Like, it's traumatic. Some of those like early, yeah, like, the angry Portland bartender. <clears throat> yeah. And I think I, that's probably changed a little bit. I, I was having this conversation with, um, with Dave Flores and Todd Burdett yesterday or two days ago, we were talking about two of the nicest dudes on the planet. <laughs> we were talking about surly bartenders and the 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 concept that the surly bartender in this town might be dead. I think it's gone. I think a lot. Also, I get. I think people are not, crowds are getting younger. Yeah. Younger crowd is not interested getting, in surly bartender. Again, scream if you go to like you know. I remember going to a cocktail bar. It was two thousand six. I didn't know much about cocktails. Mm-hmm. And I asked a couple questions, and this beautiful fucking dude who already, I mean, my bald ass is sitting there, and he's got, like, beautiful hair, and he's handsome, and he's just like, you don't know? And I'm like, no, dick. <laughs> no, That's why I I'm asking you what that, I literally asked, what does that mean? And I remember you don't being know, like, dude. fuck. Like, I just spent 20 bucks for this guy to bully me. Like, I feel like I'm in fifth grade at lunch. But now I'm, like, drunk. It's worse. Like, you know? And I, but I, I would agree that I think that is going away because I also, I think like people are always mad at the younger, like new. Yeah. I love like the younger beer consumers. They're rad. Well, yeah, that was part, that was part of something we were talking about too. I mean, with, with the invention, the invention, the innovation of, you know, hard seltzers that breweries are making. The innovation of smoothie sours, hazy IPAs. Pull your roll there. (laughs) (laughs) But, but what I'm saying is, is like. The community is actively trying to grab that younger crowd. I know, and I'm being, I'm still. No, I'm with you. I don't want any of that stuff either. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a pastry boy. I'm not. I can't get into the smoothies, and I dabble in seltzers. The wife and I dabble in seltzers, but I don't dabble in it in replacement of beer. I got called. I think I told you this, but I got so like I follow some of those like now drinking beer blog. You know, Mm. like like sitting there perusing it like all like hippie speedballed up just like super baked and caffeinated and this kid posted this picture of like this it looked like you just cleaned like a slurpee machine (laughs) and as a star wars fan you're gonna appreciate like it was like star wars seemed enough that i was like hoping they were gonna get sued and then there was like this shitty cartoon drawing of what was supposed to be yoda and the oh. beer was obviously green, and I was just like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> no, we're drawing the line not here, beer, and that's not Yoda." Like I was just like, and this kid was like, "I was like, I think he's in his early 30s, but he was like, what do you mean that's not beer?'" And I was like, "Well, I couldn't legally sell this in Germany as beer because <laughs> like all the adjuncts in it." And then I was like, and then but he wrote like all these other kids wrote, and he wrote like, "Ignore the beer boomer, everyone," and I started rolling laughing because I was like, "He's fucking right." Yeah, like all these dudes around here having fun, and they're like, "Look at, I don't, they don't give a shit that I don't like it." No, they're having a great time, and I'm like, "What are you doing having fun? That's not my kind of fun." And I don't want to serve that in my lines, and I don't appreciate it. But sure, and I wrote to him. I was like, "Dude, that was funny as hell," and he didn't get. (laughs) I, and he was like, leave me alone. And I'm like, no, I'm saying that no, was like, fucking hysterical. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You're right, fuck me. You guys are having a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm shitting on it. And <laughs> I don't have to appreciate it or even like it. I should at least be able to like the fact that you guys are like, you're supposed to be about community, right? Yeah. You're building a community. And, and you're like, just roasting me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I went to fish shows when I was his age. <laughs> and like, 
Sorry to all my fish friends. Like, I'm aware that that sounds like absolute garbage to yeah. half the world, right? But I had a great time doing it. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I'm and going. Like, I'm going to Tab on Sunday at Edgefield. I don't even know what that is. Trey Anastasio band. Oh god. Yeah, I'm going to Trey. It's gonna be like 17 people on band. I'm gonna, the I'm gonna take my wife, and she's gonna hate it. A bunch of Wookies running around. <laughs> yeah, the Oregon Wookies are funny. <laughs> I don't even understand. Gangster hippie dudes. I, I don't even understand. I have no time for them. I don't understand the fish world. It's not my. It's kind of like it. Yeah, I don't want to say too much because I love a lot of people who still love it. But some fucking lot kid who's calling himself Spider, you're like, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> just just go away, like, please. Just, just enjoy the music. Just go away. Yeah. Go away. Uh, you want to stick around for beer of the week? I got a fresh hop. Uh, you got time? No. Is it the one that sucks? No, it's not. Just kidding. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, Brian Cook, owner, operator, brewer, bartender, whatever. Idiot. Boomer. Boomer. <laughs> Beer boomer. Uh, of Lombard House joining me this week on Beers on Us. When we come back, Beer of the Week. This is Beers on Us with Patrick Harris. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Beer of the Week time on Beers on Us with Patrick Harris. I, I just don't have it in me to do it the way Mike does it. I think you were just nailing it, and you just got stage fright. Yeah, and just... <laughs> performer. I've seen you sing. And just cut people. it off. Yeah. Just, well, he asked Here's me. the thing, too. You're not going to do it like Mike, because Mike has that commanding... I mean, you both have the best radio voices around, <laughs> I guess, so maybe that's I'm wrong, but you're just going to have to run with it. I mean... And also a little, are we allowed to give Mike a little, a little toast to Mike on his, uh, without a doubt, uh, on his new gig? Without I don't know a if doubt. I to mention what it is, but it's, it's a yeah. dream one. Cheers to Mike. Cheers yeah. To Mike. I, it's, it's one of those things like we talk about it here around the radio station. Um, I am so unbelievably happy for Mike that it just pisses me off because <laughs> he has wrecked my <laughs> world. He has absolutely wrecked uh, yeah. my world and I couldn't be happier for he broke him. up the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He broke up the Beatles, but Wings has become my favorite band. All right. Well, that's you know? it. There you go. And now it's kind of like a band that. on the run, and you yeah. just kind of figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So kudos to Mike. Well, we'll miss you. And maybe one of these days, um, maybe I can sneak him on the podcast as like a special guest. Yeah. You know, Let's rename him a little bit. Yeah. This is, this is... like Minch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Michael Minch. Joey from Jersey. <laughs> Hey, Joey. Uh, beer of the week this week. Um, I it's it's funny. I've been trying to think about what should I have for beer of the week. What should I have for beer of the week? 
And then I was driving down here and realized that I forgot to grab anything that was for Beer of the Week. So it was like, ooh, what's in the fridge? What's in the fridge? Oh, Fresh Hop Wanderlust from Breakside. Oh, yeah. This will work. That it will. Um, I'm curious because I've been talking with... So I've been talking with Ryan at Cerveza, and I've been talking with Dave at Bridgetown, just like them as beer buyers, like where their head is, just out of curiosity how they approach it. Because as, as you know, longtime beer people, as, as, as we are, especially you are, um, I'm curious if there ever becomes fresh hop fatigue. Like <clears throat> I talked with Ryan, I talked with Sean at Beermongers about this as well. And I was like, Sean, what's, what's your approach? Are you... Are you just gangbusters? I'll take it all. I want it all. Blah blah blah. Or are you selective? Or are you shying away from it? And Sean was like, "I'll take everything I can get." And Dave's like, "I am being super picky and choosy." And it's all based on your clientele. Mm-hmm. Like Dave kind of realized he's like, oh, "I'll have one fresh hop on, but I don't need to blow up the board with fresh hop because my clientele doesn't want that." To where Ryan at Cerveza is like, "My clientele is coming here looking for fresh hop." I'm curious where Lombard House sits in this discussion. Well, I feel like this year, <clears throat> I don't know if it's just um, people are ready to celebrate again because I feel like fresh hop season is, you know, um, it's the celebration of the harvest, right? That makes all these beers possible eventually. I mean, it's a, it, the whole year. It, it might be the most celebrated time of the year yeah, for I mean, our I industry. I love the concept. And, <clears throat> I, you know, moving from the East Coast in 2005, I had never heard of fresh hop beers, honestly. Yeah, and I started working at Roots, and people were talking about fresh hops, and I didn't quite get what it was. And then, and then I think in the time that's passed, they've gone from like very vegetal, kind of like grassy grass clipping to like they're I they're like really bad, great bad weed. Yeah, you so br- I, I bad weed I just, you grew in your backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah that you didn't cure well, and <laughs> yeah. here, we're gonna smoke it anyway. <laughs> and then I feel like the. I, I like the evolution mm-hmm. of all the fresh hops that have mm-hmm. come along. And I think last year, I'll be honest with you, I don't know if it was that my customers didn't care. I think I was I was like an emotional wreck because we were just still barely hanging on. Mm-hmm. And I think like this time last year was when all like just the financial and emotional toll of COVID sort of hit. Sure. And um, I don't think I, I was kind of a blur. I think I had like two fresh hop beers. I don't think I like remembered the get up on it mm-hmm. um whereas this year i think there's i think maybe people are doing a lot more fresh hop beers because i think i don't know if this is true or not because i have a very small sample size but i think breweries produce more because they realized consumers were back out of bars more and mm-hmm. buying more they weren't just selling their draft fresh is through the roof only. now yeah um so yeah this year and it's been kind of fun honestly like i um we got to go do one uh with dan munch uh from Widmer, he, he's their innovation brewer, and you know, Widmer is certainly like a brewery that built this entire scene. Yeah, yeah. And um, and Dan's just brilliant and super great guy. And uh, we went down and got to go to Crosby and watch the Strata hops getting picked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just picked them up and drive them back up and put them in these like basically giant like cheesecloth steeping bags. Oh, and yeah. I mean, it was it was a fun day. So watching like. I'm kind of all in on it this year. I don't know. Um, they're flying. We're flying through them. Mm-hmm. We've got a fresh hop pilsner, a fresh hop saison, a couple of fresh hop IPAs, a fresh hop pale. They're all. And your your clientele is in that boat of I want this. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know we're having a very beautiful like beginning of like end of summer, beginning of fall. I think um, 
I also think the fresh hop season seems a little later this year or mm-hmm. a little and I think it's kind of helped because people are like kids are back in school I want fresh hops and I want Oktoberfest you know that and that that's the other thing I mean it, this time of year I I love this time of year I get a little fresh hop fatigue um but I think as a lover of beer and as a participant in our industry I try to still drink as much fresh hop beer as I can just because I think it's our duty, it's our celebration, et cetera, et cetera. But I secretly love this season because I'm all about fest beer. Like, yeah, I'm it's, all it's about beer. it. Yeah. And I think this, what I've loved about Fresh Hop season this year is it feels like this is the year of fest beer. It just is kind of secret because Fresh Hops always take forefront, you know? Mm-hmm. But you can walk into any bottle shop and find five different fest beers on the on the shelf from respected breweries. Yeah. And that is the most exciting thing in the world for me. Because yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, um, again, I just, as like, just the minutia of the whole concept of it is really cool to me, you know? And it, it's a really, I don't know, I dork out on that kind of stuff, but it's just cool to go see and watch the process <clears> happening and just, really appreciate like how much work goes into that pint that you're pouring mm-hmm. so like yeah i've always you know making sure that that beer gets into the hands of the person drinking it yeah it's especially kind of a fun job to have especially when it comes to fresh hop i mean most breweries are just making sure they break even you know i can't these imagine are, these aren't very profitable beers I, I, yeah it's um, <clears throat> yeah yeah i uh just the Again, I run a little tiny rowboat of a bar. I can't imagine the overhead that's involved with these. Like, even I mean, you watch a place like Breakside grow steadily. Like, think how many people they employ. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you know, like think of what that does for your community. Like, what that does for our community. Think about how many of these breweries are like. Yeah, it's gonna be terrifying to buy out these hop contracts and to just trust that like this beer is gonna sell. You know, there's so much competition now. Like my hat off hats off to all the brewers because it's a lot yeah brian cook owner operator of lombard house joining us here uh on beers on us uh brian we'll get we'll get you out of here on this um i always like to ask this question and nobody ever has a great answer and i think that's why i love asking this question um what's next Mm. like you mean what's next like in beer trends or sure anything what's next in beer Jesus. I know. Um, Nobody ever has a great answer because we don't know. But I love I love asking it because I, people take shots, like shot in the dark, you know. I think the trend though of like breweries branching out and just rather than competing for one tap handle in a bar with say ten to twenty tap handles, the idea of just expanding and having like little neighborhood pubs with a little kitchen that serves all your beers. Maybe have a few guests. I, I I would guess that, that is going to be something we see more in the future because like the ex novo Stickman von Ebert yeah. uprights got one side, coming out uprights new one coming out yeah. yeah and I think I think that's the smart <clears throat> move and I think that way you're trusting in yourself so maybe that's next I don't know a little uh, shout out to the city permitting department and you guys can maybe uh, get moving a little because I know there's a lot of uh, breweries that just struggled for two years yeah and the city that works it'd be cool honestly mr ted wheeler 
There's a lot of issues I have with you, but <laughs> most importantly is like get them permits the office rolling. that gets these small businesses rolling. You guys seem <clears> to have a lot of time for a lot of big pocketed fellows and not so much for the small ones. So uh shout out to old Teddy Boy. <laughs> Why don't you uh, get back to work a little bit and uh get these bars open? On behalf of all my friends, um, but blame me if you get mad. Uh Dave, Dave Flores calls himself a dinosaur. Like not as a person, but his bar. Oh yeah. He, um, I'm curious, as you mentioned, as these breweries, you know, start to open up these little shops, um, and you're a, a fan of it, and I'm a fan of it as well, does that threaten guys like you? If it does, it's a good thing. You think it's a good thing? I mean, if, if I'm not like a traditional capitalist, but like, if what I built isn't working because other people want something else, then I have to figure that out. Yeah. So, I mean, again, like, I, I maybe I it's, is it a good thing? I think it's um, good for you as a business owner, and I I personally don't. I tend to think the more the merrier. I mean, maybe if 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 something opened right next door to me, possibly. But I I tend to think, you know, do you belly up at the same bar all the time? No. I think most consumers they have their favorites. Mm-hmm. I've got my. I rotation. love when I run into regulars at other bars where yeah. I'm sitting at the bar, yeah. and they're like, "I'm sorry, I'm here," and I'm like, like "I'm here, I'm here too,", too. Yeah. and my bar's open right now. Yeah. I could go there, you know. So I, I think, I don't think it does, <clears throat> but it also like, and I kind of, I think I, I, I'm gonna like, Dave's a good friend of mine. I think I know what he means by dinosaur, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think it's a pejorative even. I think it's just, it's, we're an older model. It'll work, and I think. I think a lot of the younger consumers are actually like, oh, there's not like, and no disrespect to places that like the heavies, but like, oh, there's not like an airport arrival screen with my beers on it. Right, right. There's not like, I think, I don't know, I think a good local dive beer bar. Something with character. Is good. You know, Bridgetown, you know? I mean, Cerevesa, your spot has I character. I spent a lot of time in afternoons in Bridgetown contemplating my own bar and like, yeah wanting that vibe of like everyone walks in and knows your name i mean i think it's one of the best <clears throat> bars one of the best beer bars i've ever been in and i think one of the best afternoon hangs you could find in oregon yeah it's it's uh i'm gonna have sean owner of beer mongers on at some point and that's that's the biggest question i want to ask him you know is how do you how do you transfer that magic you know that I mean, I that think, little that little spot that little beer monger yeah, spot but that on, beer monger it's all him i know i mean i'm a homer i love that dude yeah but like that's is all is it as simple as that? I mean, well, he might not say that because, you know, he's, he's going to be humble, that. but is is it's, that all it's it the, takes? It, I tend to think, and this is a scary one to pontificate on because, well, yes, it will never be, like, beer mongers will be beer mongers for a lot of reasons. And no, I think, I would guess everyone, you're not going to make it exactly the same, but I think the force of his, like, personal character is, like, what drives that place mm-hmm. and then that rubs off in like the perfect like diversity of people he has working there like they all kind of complement each other in different ways and um i think the community that 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 place is more than like the building it's in and i think if anything it might be <clears throat> i i think he i'm hoping he'll be shocked how quickly it does feel like home in a new spot because i think that place is way more about the people than it is about the building and I, I say that knowing that, like, I'm also not him. I haven't been in there sweating sure. everything. I know that, that there's no way to, like, minimize 
whatever feelings there are around leaving the physical space. Sure. You know, I've had some of my best times <clears throat> and some of my lowest times there. So, I mean, it's it'll be sad, but I tend to think with everything he's been through, I'm glad he gets a new place. It's his. Yeah. There's no worry about what the future lies as far as the building. It just sure. they get to be a family again. You get to exist. All right, well, that's going to do it for us. Brian, thank you so much for uh, coming in and helping this little engine that could try to find its new way. You got it, buddy. <laughs> uh, once again, it's Brian Cook, owner-operator of Lombard House. Check out the spot if you haven't. Uh, you know, Brian, this is, what, the third time you've been on the pod, I think? It is, yeah. I think with us. Uh, I should have grabbed I have a really nice bottle of Canty on at home yeah. that we should uh, drink That's, at some point. We have to eat, like, some fancy cheese or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Or let's just get really drunk and open it up irresponsibly uh, yeah the 2 a.m open up that you don't that's always a nightmare i one time yeah. I'll, I'll leave tell you this story real quick and we'll get out of here uh one time i'm uh on a camping rafting trip with my parents in idaho and i'm probably 12 13 years old and my parents are there with probably 10 other of their friends who are all about their same age there's a couple other kids there but not much pretty boring as a little kid mm-hmm. but i loved being in the, in the outdoors so it was like fun and cool for me and I remember they threw one rage party one night. And we woke up the next morning, and they're all cleaning up, and there's wine bottles everywhere. And people are picking up these wine bottles going, oh, my God. This is this is probably 1997. They're picking up these wine bottles going, oh, my God, this is a $200 bottle of wine. So they I brought have, rafting? And I have no recollection of drinking this. They brought it rafting? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, they're all high-end they wine got what drinkers. they deserved, but what, dude, they, right? what it is is they bought, you know, they brought, like, <laughs> lower-end stuff and high-end stuff, so you drink the high-end stuff at nice times, Dude. but they all got so drunk. I feel like there was some cocaine involved in your parents' story that they left out, right? Like, I don't remember drinking the $200 bottle. Like, come on. People just sobbing That's funny. over all the, there's thousands of dollars in empty wine bottles. I don't feel there. bad for them, but it's a funny story, because it's like, you brought a rafting. Yeah, yeah. That means you had that shit to break. Yeah, right? so I think we should there's get drunk and, and drink this bottle. I think we definitely should. I also think we should drink wine with your parents. They sound like they're fun people to drink wine with. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it. This is Beers on Us with Patrick Harris. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, the plan is to be back next week. Uh, if if I'm not back next week, uh, we'll have Charlie Devereaux, friend of of Brian Cook here. Uh, I've been trying Allegedly. to get I've been trying to get Charlie on this podcast for for about a year or so. He's a lovely man. Uh, and Charlie is an awesome man, and I'm just in love with his pedigree and his story. And so we'll have Charlie on in a couple weeks. He's got a couple new Via beers coming out that we want to talk about. Uh, so stick around for that. Rate, subscribe, review, and if you haven't been to Lombard House, uh, there's no time like the present. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. All right, we'll see you next week. That'll do it for us. Beers on Us with Patrick Harris. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.